Welcome, welcome to another episode of the Tangent Talk. My name is T Off, and I'll be your host for today. And I just want to give a quick hello to our intrepid audience and cast. And before we get into it, if this is your first time listening, I'd like the cast to sound off. So we'll go with ladies first. Luna Moth, Ms. Luna Moth, you're nasty. Are you there? <laughs> I'm right here, T Off. And the uh, Mighty Dark One, are you there? Yes, I am. And how about the smoothest silk, Ildris Helber? Are you there, sir? Thank you. I'm here. And again, my name is T. Off, and I'll be your host for today. So today we're going to be discussing the famous, or shall I say infamous, Kevin Samuels. For those of you who may not know who Mr. Samuels is, he's a dating coach and an image coach, and he's pretty much known for his abrasive delivery. And Mr. Samuels, he's gained a pretty wide audience with his dating coaching, but I think his audience that he's gained is more about his, the way he delivers his advice and not so much his dating advice itself. So we're gonna get into that and talk about Mr. Samuels and his delivery of his dating advice. So I just have a few questions that I want to share with our cast today and the audience just to get a feel for Mr. Samuels and what do people really think about him and his coaching style. So the first question I'd like to ask to our audience as well as our cast members today, do we really think Mr. Samuels is sincere with his advice or is he just being mean? I'm just going to tell you, tee off, and, and I'd love to hear what our wonderful men, Helber and Dark One, think, but I think his advice I'm going to be honest with you. I think he probably started out with the desire to be sincere and somewhere along the way, it has just become mean spirited. So this is an interesting question for me because I want to believe that no one sets out to intentionally hurt others, especially when you're looking to have an audience and membership as we love our listeners here at the Tangent Talk. You know, I want to believe he set out to give sincere advice. However, something something went wrong because I'm not getting, in my view, that he's delivering compassionate advice. It's just for me, and, and I think it's very much in keeping with the title of the, this episode of the podcast, he's he's bullying. So those are just my thoughts. What about you, Dr. Juan? What are your thoughts? Do you think he's being sincere? I think he's being very sincere, but not on behalf of the people he's giving advice to. I think he's being very sincere about his relationship issues, mm -hmm. and they are manifesting in his quote-unquote advice. He sounds like a man who is bitter about his relationship experiences, and is looking to proliferate that his version of thinking about dating and relationships into the world. I don't think he's actually truly investing his empathetic listening skills towards actually giving advice that is valuable to the people he's talking to. So let me ask you this then. So would you say that his approach, that maybe he's using his platform as an opportunity to self-soothe for his own Absolutely. issues as opposed to actually helping people? Is that Absolutely. He's practicing half of something that I experienced in the past called reevaluation co-counseling. He's discharging his negative energy around a situation onto his constituents, you know, the people that listen to him. But however, the source of his ire in many of these situations is not available to discharge their half of the negative energy and bring things into awareness for both parties so it can be dealt with. 
he's just basically spouting off his anger about relationship experiences, how he sees things. And in order for us to get the full picture, we would need the people that he's angry at, you know, to have their opportunity to discharge as well and, and then try to deal with what is shared. So what about you, Ildris? What, what are your thoughts about his advice? Do you think he's being sincere? Well, I recently discovered him with us researching him for this topic. And from the videos I've watched, I feel uh, more so in agreements with Luna Ma. It's almost as if what he's saying is sincere, but at the same time, like Dark One just said as well, he's kind of just discharging his experiences, which obviously I think from another man's perspective, listening to his videos, which obviously are mostly negative as far as um, relationships with women onto the things he's saying to the people that call into his, for his advice. But, you know, if I may tee off, I want to continue in that vein that Helper left off on, right? The calling in for advice. Let's keep in mind that Kevin Samuels is was first known as, or I should say he first presented his brand as that of an image consultant. So you all know uh, I'm one of the cast members who truly wants to believe, maybe it's naive of me, in people's humanity. So I think because he started out as an image consultant, he may have it that if you're looking good, you're presenting yourself well on the dating market. And oh, by the way, now people may need my advice around dating. So I, I really want to believe that he, Mr. Samuel, started out with good intentions, right? And somewhere along the line, it just went left. And now it's just, to me, it's distasteful. It's cringeworthy, some of the videos I've watched. And I think we have to be careful when we say we're giving advice or counsel. I've always believed in strict compassion, but again, compassion has to be somewhere in there. You can give me strict compassion, but if it's going to come off like you lack compassion for me and it's just strict, I don't need to call in and have you broadcast the most intimate parts of my life <laughs> while you continue to throw jabs at me and hit below the belt for your audience. I would even have to say for some of the episodes or videos of his that I've watched, some of the things I've listened to, particularly when he talks to women, some of the things that he says, I won't say it's necessarily accurate. I, I would say it's true to a degree. You know, everything is individual and depends on the person, but his delivery is just so harsh. It's like, if you're really trying to give sincere advice, where's the compassion? That's the issue I take with him. It's it's one thing to want to help somebody, but in that desire to assist people, there should be a certain, there should always be a level of compassion. And I know some of his videos, like me personally, I haven't been able to get completely through because he's it's just, he's, he's hard to listen to. And I'm the kind of person, I don't mind, personally, I don't mind constructive criticism. I, I can take a talking to because, you know, if you sincerely want to improve and change your life, you know, you'll listen to somebody who may have some information that can help you. But when I listen to him talk, I just hear, as Dr. Wong mentioned, like the mean spiritedness behind it. But I never hear him close with a solution to actually help the people that he's supposed to be coaching. You know, and to speak to your point about mean-spiritedness and the lack of compassion, I don't necessarily think he's conscious of it enough to say he's mean-spirited. Mm. I think he's just dealing with his baggage and doing so possibly unconsciously. Because if he was conscious of it, I think he would realize that he could present himself in an even better manner. 
by leveraging compassion. They have a saying that nobody cares what you have to say until they know that you care. So he doesn't come off as a person that actually cares. So I don't think he's mean-spirited. I think he is just hurt and hurt people hurt people. So I do think though that with some of his, let's say his critical statements, that there is some merit to some of the things he said. Like I remember from the video that previously we watched where he shared with the young lady, you know, if the shoes were on the other foot when it comes to dating, if you had to take on all the financial responsibility, would you be willing to do that? I think that is good for women to consider, you know, putting the shoe on the other foot and then kind of reevaluating how they think about things and men too. But I think it is outweighed by his baggage when he's delivering it. So I, I won't necessarily say he's mean-spirited. I, I think he's just a really hurt man from his uh, previous relationships. And it would be interesting to understand, which I haven't researched, what his relationship status is, what his past relationships have been like, because I think they clearly define how he gives advice. So to speak to Luna Ma's statements about image consultation and relationship coaching, I think the advice you give someone when you're counseling them on their image is different than when you counsel them on their relationships. So I think sometimes we have to, depending on the medium we're operating in or the environment we're operating in, we have to present a different image than what is 100% sincere to how we should operate within a relationship. Sometimes you have to present yourself in a way that doesn't speak so much to all your feelings and so forth, but more so to what is acceptable within that environment, which is really different than how best to operate in a relationship. So uh, yeah, I think they definitely are two different things. So then that would take us into the next question that I have for the panel, as well as our audience. Uh, is his advice useful and accurate? And does it apply across the board? Because that video that you just spoke of, unless I misheard or misunderstood what the young lady was saying in the video, it just seems to me like she's saying she's looking to get back into dating, but it seems like men only want sex. And he's saying, well, if you don't want to have sex, then you need to be willing to pay in to me, I don't see how those two things correlate because in my own dating experiences as a woman, I find that it's difficult to date when you're looking for a serious relationship, but men only want sex and you're not looking for that. You're looking for something more serious and a commitment. Like, what does that have to do with money? I just wasn't sure about that. But I want to hear more from Mr. Ildris Helber on that. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like in his videos, some of the things he says are true. Some of the things he says, depending on like what you just said, you know, your individual perspective, you probably agree with. But then the question would have to be what we're saying about him or the criticism that we're giving him or so untrue. Where I would have to pose that question back to the rest of you guys. Where do we feel his popularity has come from? Obviously, you know, there are people who at the very least are entertained by what he says to the people that call them. So I would have to pose that question back to you guys. Well, I think that's just it, Eldris. I think you raise a good question. How is he gaining popularity? How and who is he, if we could say, marketing himself to? I think going back to Tioff's question, you know, the video that I think was probably most disturbing <laughs> to the cast was the, the video where a young, beautiful young lady reaches out for advice. And it seems like the question was around, or what, I'm just going to say this, upset Mr. Samuels was this young lady's comment that she doesn't know at what stage she may want to consummate the relationship, right? And I just find it interesting that his advice, and this goes back to what Dark Juan said, was then you 
take on the financial expense and labor of dating. And once you decide to do that, then you can determine when you want to have sex. Is that how you all interpreted his advice? Someone get me, get me flat on that. Cause I want to, I want to springboard from it. I interpreted it that way, but since we have two fine gentlemen on our panel, I really would like to hear the male perspective on that particular dating issue. If a woman mm -hmm. says she's not ready to have sex, does that mean she has to pay for all the dates? Is that well, how it should I, work? I mean, I'm just curious because to me, that just sounds a little odd, but I, I don't know. I really would like to hear from the men. <laughs> yeah, from, from my perspective, he is basically showing you how he thinks about dating. And it's really, you know, unfortunate from my perspective. He's basically saying that all men want is sex and we are paying to have sex with women. And that leaving it open-ended like that, whereas I don't know and you, we can date for however long until I'm ready, is unfair to men because all men are paying. The only reason men are dating women is to have sex. And we're, in essence, paying. He's breaking dating down to almost prostitution. And to me, to, for you to come from that perspective, it really says a lot about how you feel about dating in general, not really what is the optimal healthy way to think about dating. You know, and I think to kind of go back to the audience, his growing audience, what he's doing is more an op-ed than, let's say, proven relationship advice, you know, so he has lots of opinions about things. He presents them in a spectacular way that is interesting to people and people listen in to hear this. But to say that we all think of dating as a means of getting sex and because he didn't speak about anything else, not companionship, not partnership, not putting together a team for the future. None of the things that are really elements of an optimal relationship between adults, you know, so yeah, he has a what I would think from, you know, for our diaspora, you know where my focus is. I think that thinking of each other in that way is not healthy for us in terms of building relationships as people of color. And generally, it seems like all his audience, most of his audience are people of color. So, right. um, yeah, we can't think of each other as prostitutes and Johns. It's not a healthy way to it's define relationships. Totally not a healthy way. And to your point, Dark Juan, he is, in my view, in that video, and thank you for getting me flat on what he was suggesting. I, it, was, <laughs> it was painful to watch and I couldn't quite understand it. So you just helped net it out for the audience who may not have seen that video. You're right. It's transactional, the way he gives his advice about relationships. And we know a healthy, thriving relationship is way more than anything that resembles a, a transaction. And so one of the quotes, though, or comments, I should say, on that video feed was from a, a man who served this country. He's a sergeant. He writes, oh, she just wants to friend zone men in reference to the young woman who's seeking, if I could even say it, guidance <laughs> from Mr. Samuels. This person, this sergeant punched into the uh, comments, oh, she just wants to friend zone men for free meals, teasing them, thinking she's going to give up the goods. So I want to tie it back to Helber's question. Who is he marketing to or who is his audience or how did he gain popularity? Listen, it's not just women who are unlucky in love calling in that's his audience. It's men who support this doctrine that you know, Kevin is right. He's, you know, let's, let's be honest. For those who don't know Kevin Samuels, he's a good looking man. I think he's in his mid forties, if not early fifties. I date him. I, <laughs> if it was just based on looks, certainly not with the content he's putting out there, but he dresses well. He looks good. He looks like he's fit. You know, I like a little gray hair. I think Helper said on the last episode, he likes cornrows. So we all have our preferences, right? But mm -hmm. at the end of the day, be clear 
that he's not just having a following of women who are seeking his advice and maybe even some women who think he's right. He has a following of men that are like, yes, Kevin, tell him you're well-dressed. You're, you're the right spokesperson. All she wants, I repeat, all she wants is to friend zone men for free meals, teasing them, thinking she's going to give up the goods. Well, my gosh, if this is the guy who's providing guidance to the next generation of men who plan to marry, we're in trouble. Well, yeah, there's there are lots of hurt people out here looking for people to validate their perspectives on why relationships didn't work or what happened to them. So, yeah, when it really comes down to it, you know, we've got to look at the success to failure ratio of most relationships. And the truth of the matter is, for most people, every single relationship fails until you get to the last one where you end up happily married, you know, so or happily in the relationship dynamic that you desire, because I guess success is different for everyone. So. Yeah, there are lots of people out here who have been in quote unquote failed relationships who can align with what he's saying. And and also, you know, they're yeah, he speaks for he speaks for I'm not even gonna put a title on them, but a, a good large community of men who think that way, who think that women are to be purchased. And I think he also speaks to women who don't feel that they are empowered within the relationship dynamic, you know, because the two women I've seen have called in because they're having trouble getting into relationships. So they're not seeing themselves as being successful in the relationships. And that kind of speaks to their self-esteem in a way, you know, where one, you would put your whole business out here to the world. And number two, you're presenting yourself and speaking to image consultation again, you are presenting yourself as someone who doesn't have control over their relationship dynamic. And I think both genders or whatever gender you identify as, you do have control over your relationship dynamic. It is partially a matter of how you present yourself, your image, but it's also about how you operate. So yeah, he's going to have an audience for all of this because most relationships aren't quote unquote successful. And so there are lots of people who can agree with these perspectives. And can I just, I would like to just add to what you and Luna Ma just spoke about as far as his audience, because I also observed that his audience is predominantly male who are just in for the pile on, if, if I could put it that way, to just attack women. And they're like, yeah, these women are horrible. They suck. You tell them, you show these gold diggers, you know, and a lot of what I'm hearing lately around Kevin Samuels and the men who support him or believe that what he's saying is true and right is that there just seems to be this current dynamic in dating where men seem to have this idea that women are just after men to get free meals. And I don't really understand where this came from in modern dating where so many men have this mentality that a lot of, and I've noticed because I've, I've followed some of his videos on YouTube. I mostly follow his videos on TikTok and look at some of the comments that people, you know, those who support him and the things that they say. And a lot of men out here today, and I don't know if you, Dark One and Ildris can charm in on this, but it just seems to be this modern belief that women can't afford to take ourselves out, take ourselves out to dinner. And we're just trying to scam men for free food. And I don't, I don't know where that comes from because, I mean, as a single woman, I take myself out to eat all the time. I've never <laughs> in my life went out on a date with a guy that I don't like just to get free food. I've, I don't know any woman who's ever done that. I don't know any woman who can't afford to pay their own meals. And even for like all of my female friends are educated professionals. They have their own money. They have, they're doing pretty well for themselves. So I, I don't see that. What I do see from women or the women that I know who wish to date, it's like, 
and even myself included, like we're not even looking for men to take us to fine dining restaurants where the bill is going to be four or $500. Like on an average, like you're paying like $20, $30 a person for a meal well, on a date. And women, we put in a lot to look good to impress men when we go out on dates. Like my hair alone costs more than the entire dinner, than the entire meal to look good or to get my nails done because, you know, image is important. You know, if a man is worth his salt, he wants to look good to impress on their first date. If the woman, you know, she wants to impress on her first date, you know, women especially want to impress and female maintenance and to look good to impress men. We spend a lot of money to do that. So this idea that we're just trying to scam men for free food, because, you know, I'm a little old fashioned for me growing up, you know, not trying to date myself here. If a man liked a woman and he wanted to get to know her, he took dinner in a movie was just a normal date. There was no who's going to pay. And if I pay, we have to have sex. That was never even a discussion. We just went on a date and it was dinner in a movie. And that was the end of it. So I, I don't understand like where that thought is. I mean, as men, do you all feel that women are trying to scam men for free food? I, it's just so odd to me. So T, I'll answer your question. But first, I have to put you back in the hot seat. So my question is, as a woman, what is it about Kevin Samuels' content that draws you to watch it so much? It's not that I'm drawn to it, that I just sit up and watch it. I, I come across it. And if I come across, I've come across it a few times and I'll listen and I'll listen to what the women are calling and asking him and I'll listen to his response. And I'm like, this is a dating coach? And just to go back to what we discussed a few moments ago, it's like, where's the compassion? If you're a dating coach and people are paying you to give them advice and ask them, what do I do or how do I make myself more appealing to a certain type of men? Insult them like people are paying this guy to insult them. That that was the thing that sort of drew me in. Not so much that I'm just sitting there and I'm addicted to his content. It's just the way that he talks to people and they're paying. It's like they're paying him to be insulted. Right. I guess I'm asking you the question directly, but that's still my question overall involving him and his content, just where or what is it about him that despite the reputation he's already built for himself, from what I've seen majority men, but I've also seen women, but I've also seen men still call in to get his advice, if you can call it advice. But to answer your question, personally, no, I don't know any woman that I've ever been on a date with, whether it went somewhere or not, that went out with me simply to get a free dinner. I've never felt that way. I, I mean, any woman I've gone out with has been, you know, pretty high value person to where she wouldn't have to go out with any man just to get a, a free dinner. But I think it just speaks to overall this new generation of what is called incel men or MGTOW men or red pill men, yeah. this, um, you <laughs> know, and, and maybe, yes, see, I've heard of this, Tiaf, obviously, I think you've heard of it. Um, yeah, you just kind of, yeah, you just agreed. Luna, I'm assuming you haven't, you said what? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so, and Tiaf, you might be able to go more into detail, but it's basically just this new generation of men that have developed this mentality of men need to go their own way. Men need to reclaim whatever power they feel that men have lost specifically within interpersonal relationships between men and women. I don't know how they feel that way because this world and especially this country is still so built on patriarchy, but Absolutely. that's how they feel. And I think Kevin Samuels is one of the men that 
to a large degree falls in that category. And, you know, I try, even though some of his stuff and some of the things that other men like him say, I definitely agree with, but I try not to fall too deeply into taking my own trauma, I guess, if you can even call it that, and be so attached to that, that I apply such a, a harsh mentality when I'm when I'm dating and in my relationships with women. And we definitely have to be more careful with that now because of what has happened this week here in Atlanta with this terrorist, you know, killing eight people in the Asian spas. And, you know, he falls into that category as well. I believe he was saying something about his his addiction to sex and his all these other issues that he had. And it's happened before, you know, where, um, you know, students have, have killed their classmates at high schools and colleges. And they have these manifestos about how they hate women and how they're doing this because uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. they they killing people and themselves because girls never showed them attention growing up. So I just think just to answer your question and conclude with what I'm saying, Tioff, I think it falls into that. And I just feel that like a lot of women, obviously a lot of men as well attach themselves to their negative experiences in their dating life. And Kevin Samuels and the things he says are a product of that. I think that's a wonderful point. And that could be its own episode because there's definitely a lot of that, this upsurge of the misogyny or patriarchy and this hatred of of women and men feeling powerless because they feel because of feminism. But that's a whole other topic that we could get in later. Now, before we move on to our next question for our cast and our audience, I just wanted to ask Ms. Luna Ma really quickly, in your lifetime, how many men have you scammed for free meals? Well, there was uh, Ricky, Bobby. (laughs) (laughs) Bobby, Bobby, Right. No, I was trying to do the, uh, you know, I always take it to hip hop. Uh, (laughs) I was right. I was going to do the um, the, The DMX DMX remix. Right. So if it was Keisha, I was going to. No, but thanks for the question to you all. None, because like you said, I'm telling you none. Even when I think back to when I was in a different tax bracket, I never thought, yeah, I want to waste two hours of my time being bored to death for for some chicken and mashed potatoes. No, (laughs) it's like I'd rather go eat ramen noodles and sit on my couch and be happy by my lonesome. So none. Nobody's doing that, at least not the way. I want to respond to that part of the discussion. I think while your Lunama Tiaf, while your experiences are what they are and absolutely valid and true, that we have to look at our popular culture and look at not just the new popular culture, but our old popular culture. Because we know that our popular culture used to tell women to use what they got to get what they want. That's not new. You know, that's the 60s, very popular song too. And we have to really look at the whole journey that we have come on as people dating. There was a time when women were considered property and women were bought and sold in essence, you know, for dowries and heads of cattle and all the rest of that sort of stuff. And as we move through the evolution of hypergamy and hypogamy, we are seeing a change. And I think what we talked about before with our hypergamy episode is a part of this too, where women are becoming more and more empowered. Yes, women can afford their own meals. Women are educated. Women are financially empowered more so than they have been throughout history. And so we're, we're having a changing dynamic now where 
you know, we talk about this group of men who feel like they don't have power anymore because they can't authentically purchase women anymore. They still want to function in that capacity, but women are more empowered now. So women aren't going for that. But, but when we look at what is going on in our popular culture now, we do have a popular culture of, you know, let's say if you talk about hip hop, as Luna Ma said, where in most hip hop videos, you see a bunch of half naked women around a bunch of men. And if we call the half naked women gold diggers, then we have to look at the men and call them gold sellers, you know, because they want to show you how rich they are, how much stuff they bought, how much power they have. And so our community is in popular culture is selling sex and presenting men as the buyers. So while the people you know may not operate in this way, there is clearly a large portion of our community who is because it is a very popular paradigm that is presented. So I think that we are our own worst enemies in this, where our popular culture tells us men, we have to show people how rich we are. And that is a part of the decision-making process for women in selecting us. And then women have to show us the sex that they have for sale. It's, wow. you know, while educated and healthy thinking people don't necessarily operate this way, there's a large portion of our community that does. Now, I wouldn't dismiss that that happens at all, but I just don't think it's as rampant as people are trying to make it out to be. But this kind of ties back into what you were saying at the top of the conversation about how Kevin Samuels may feel about himself or is using his platform as therapy or revenge of sorts against women. The word on the street is that Mr. Samuels is himself twice divorced. So as someone who has two failed marriages, this is what I've heard. I Obviously, I have not confirmed this. I've never spoken to Mr. Samuels. As someone who is being spoken that or is being said that he's been twice divorced with two failed marriages under his belt, is he in any place to be giving relationship advice? I mean, one would think that if you're going to get advice for someone, you would want it from someone who's married and in a happy, successful marriage. So as someone who's been twice divorced, is he in any place to give relationship advice? Let's start with you, Ildris. I mean, personally... No, as a man, if I wanted relationship advice, I would only take it from a man that is in a successful relationship. But I mean, no offense to the ladies, but, you know, Steve Harvey, when he wrote Think Like a Man, Think Like a Man was literally a bestseller. And I mean, Steve Harvey is a pretty public figure. You can easily have found out that I'm not sure his marriage with Marjorie is either his third or fourth, I know at least third marriage. So one would ask, what's the difference? Well, I think that having two failed marriages can possibly make him aware of what things not to do um, and what things to do. He could, if he has learned from it and has come out of it healthy, he could be very good at giving relationship advice. I don't think he's doing that. I don't think he's healed from his experiences to a point where he has got a healthy perspective. But just because he's got two failed marriages doesn't necessarily say he can't give good advice. I just think that he isn't giving good advice. It, to me, is clear that he hasn't gotten to a place where he's in a healthy state around how he thinks about relationships. Yeah, overall, it's individual to him. You know, I think other people have had failed marriages and can probably give great advice and do give great advice. But to speak to your other point, Ildris, who do you look to for relationship advice? I, I do think we would probably do better to look to people in successful or happy, healthy relationships than to look to those who have a history of being in bad relationships. Why would you listen to people who aren't good at what they are giving you advice about? 
What about you, Miss Luna Ma? What, what do point, you point. think about that? Do you think Mr. Samuels is in any position to give marriage advice as a twice divorcee? You know, thanks, Tioff. It's a great question. I was hearing Helbra's response and Dark Wands. I, you know, and I know this is about relationship advice, but I was thinking in the corporate world, you know, if someone was a retired fill in the blank, whatever profession you aspire to be successful in, would I still seek advice from that person? And the answer is yes. Meaning even if that person wasn't holding the title of CIO or CFO or whatever the epitome is of an industry that you're interested in, I would still seek and or listen to the counsel. But I think as Darquan mentioned, it would have to be counsel that in my view is relevant and takes me into account. And what that means is if the person says, yeah, let's say, for example, I was an accountant because everyone on this cast knows I can't stand that subject. But let's say I wanted to become a CFO and the C the person I'm seeking guidance from says, yeah, you know, one of the things you want to do, because I know it's all about the money for you, is you want to work tireless hours, just making sure that your managers see that you're hungry for this position. Well, that's not taking me into account because money is not the most important thing to me, but being master in that field so that I earn the credibility from people around me would be important. So what I'm getting at is that I don't see where Mr. Samuels keeps or takes his, I, I hesitate to say clients, but I don't see where he's taking the people that are seeking his advice into account. Like going back to this young lady, the 24, 25 year old, clearly for her, what showed up for me is that she's probably at that young age where, you know, growing up in this day and age where we're seeing a lot of women, as Dark One alluded to or suggested, using their womanly ways to earn, you know, on the black market, <laughs> buy my house, pay my rent. So, you know, whatever. She's probably like, you know, I'm, I'm not going to do that. So I'm going to not give up sex. And he didn't take that into account. He was very dismissive and made her wrong for her beliefs. So in conclusion, Tioff, I'm not so sure if I'm worried about the fact that he has two failed marriages. I'm more so worried about the fact that he lacks compassion and he doesn't take into account that everyone is, each person is just that, a person. And it's not a one size fits all. Wonderful points, Lunaman. Great points from all of you. Just really quick before we wrap up, in one or two words, I'd like to ask each one of the members of our cast, who do you get your relationship advice from personally? Let's start with you, Ildris, as we wrap up. Man, that's a uh, tough question. I grew up in a household with a single mother and a sister. And, you know, as, as beautiful humans as they are, as a man, you know, I quickly realized you can't really take dating advice from women because what do women know about dating women? Um, so I had to really just do throughout my, you know, I still considerably young life, just do a lot of, you know, trial and error, a lot of, of really good experiences and a lot of uh, pretty painful experiences. But, um, you know, I'm not married. I don't have any children but so I'm still I'm still learning a lot. But I think I'm at a pretty healthy state right now as far as my dating life. So really just trial and error. That's the only way I can answer that question. Yeah. Thank you for that, Eldris. What about you, Luna Ma? Who do you get your advice or who have you taken your advice from? 
<laughs> yeah, no, I love what Ildra said that you can't women who don't date women, <laughs> you know, or, or men who don't date men. It's like you you, you want to kind of know, OK, I'm asking or seeking advice from someone who dates the person or the gender I'm dating. But to be honest with you, I ask men, I ask women, I ask elders it. You know, I asked Kevin Samuels, kidding. Um, it, it just depends. You know, I'm open to anyone who can give constructive guidance around finding love. Take us home, Dark One. I find that, uh, well, I'd get my advice from people who are in relationships who I perceive to be healthy and working well. I have a friend who's been married for 20-something years who gives me a lot of relationship advice, one of my really close friends. And I find that as a man, I don't have to ask my female friends for relationship advice. That is something really in the front of their minds. And a lot of our conversations would be about relationships. So they share relationship experiences with me. Half the time, I'm the person they're asking for advice on how to deal with men. I do think there is some relevance, as Ildra said, to asking the person that's doing the dating about that experience. You know, so if you want to know about how it is to date women, I should say, I look to my male friends who are in healthy, successful relationships. And then also, I've been getting advice my entire life from observing my parents. And they were married for decades happily. And so I've been getting advised passively by observing their relationship and what I thought worked well and what didn't work well throughout those years. So. I do think you should look to people who are in successful relationships for relationship advice. I think that seems the most logical to me. I'm just, I just want to wrap it up by saying, I think a lot of our conversation, a lot of what Kevin Samuels and, and people like him and what they do is built around. It's just people are just attached to their own trauma way too much. And I think we just all as humans need to get to a point to where, you know, we are able to find ways to just let that go and live our lives leading with love as opposed to, you know, everything else that he gives on his, you know, whatever his brand or whatever. But I think, you know, that's just my final thought when it comes to him and this topic. So thank I want to I want to add something on too. you yeah. know, I think, too. One thing that was not discussed is accountability in this. You know, people aren't being accountable for the actions that they have taken to define the relationships that they have been in. One thing I always say is, you know, we are the only constant in all the relationships that we have been in. And we are a part of the reason that happens. And another one of the statements I make is people do to you what you let them do to you. And a lot of people in this dynamic are acting as if they didn't participate in any of this, that it was all from somebody else's side why these things failed. And that's really never the case. So, you know, if we look and say, well, what did I do in this relationship that I could have done better? Was it truly all about the other person? I think if people think more about the part they played in the outcome, there is also a great deal to learn from that about how to make it better in the future. Darn it, tee off. Dark one just uh, triggered me. <laughs> so this is going to be my last comment. Um, uh -oh. he, he triggered me, not in a way that warrants a war, but it, he triggered me in the sense that, and I think this is kind of circulating now on social media, there's another relationship coach out there by the name of Derek Jackson. Do I have that right, Tioff? I know you and I have spoken about Mr. Derek in the past. Yes, I actually yeah, I know, I know him as well. Okay, so you guys know him. And so I don't know how recent this is because sometimes I feel like I'm on top of it. And then it's like, oh, Lunava, you're three months old on this. But I just recently learned that he he's going through a divorce or rather it came out. He's been exposed for cheating. And one of the comments from hey, someone- Derek Jackson has that? Because I haven't been keeping up. Yes. Oh, yes. wow. Yes. Oh, wow. 
Yeah. 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 Yeah, This is, this was something I saw this morning and uh, in preparation. Heroes turn to villains. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, here's, here's what the person who gave the review said. And again, I don't know how recent or how old this news is. I, I have it that it's probably pretty recent, but the person who shared you know, his opinion of this whole expose, if you will, on Mr. Jackson said something that I was triggered by that Dark Juan said, not in a bad way. I was triggered to remember the story. The person said, you know, the one thing that he never appreciated about Derek Jackson's air quotes relationship advice was that it was never balanced. And so to Dark Juan's point, if we are taking responsibility for things that we could do different in relationships, I think what would make Mr. Samuel's show or platform and other relationship advice platforms successful is to have it balanced. You know, why not have both man and woman, if it's heterosexual relationships, have them on so that we can have creative dialogue because it's not happening unless you're going to therapy, right? Unless you're doing pre-marital counseling, or even I've heard recently pre-engagement counseling, we're not seeing where couples are coming together and having that creative dialogue. It's always a one-sided situation. And to Darquan's point, we can't really grow, nor can we truly take responsibility for our actions unless the conversation is balanced. And so for me, I cringe when I see these relationship platforms where the guidance is being given, you know, to one side of the equation. And it's like, wait, wouldn't it be great if there was the other part of the equation here so we could hear both sides? So that's all I wanted to say. But yeah, you guys fact check me, audience members in the cast. I have it that Derek Jackson was recently exposed for not just committing an adulterous act once, but apparently he had been cheating for quite some time. Oh, wow. Yes, I did not know that. Wow, I think we're going to have to do a part two on this topic and maybe do a podcast (laughs) on Mr. Jackson to add to this topic. Wow, because they're so diametrically opposed in their delivery and the topics that they discuss in dating. So yeah, we I think we may have to do a part two on this one, guys. But again, thank you so much to my esteemed cast for joining us today, as well as our audience and everybody's input and wonderful feedback. And if you're listening to us, wherever you are in the world, please feel free to drop us a line, leave a comment, send us an email. We're at thetangentalk.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you all soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.